0: It has not been made official, but it looks like it is trending that way. Tommy Reese is going to be the new tight ends coach. And it's funny. There's been so much reaction to this. And a lot of it was Tommy didn't play um, tight end in uh, in college. He was a quarterback. Uh, I actually really kind of like this move, Dustin. And I, I think it starts with the number one thing I like about it is it is somebody who has play calling experience that is from a different walk of life that I think is new blood to the staff. And so, you know, one of the things that somebody like Vrabel did such a good job at was having a guy like Arthur Smith as his tight ends coach when he hired somebody else as his OC. And a year in, I think it was Todd Downing, actually, and I think a year in it didn't work and they kind of made the move to uh, to to Arthur because he was on the staff and by that point he was familiar. And so I just love the idea of he's a young voice. He's got experience uh, under Brian Kelly in that offense at Notre Dame. And obviously he's worked for for Saban. Like, I I kind of, if that's the best hire you make, I won't be happy. But in terms of the first hire you make, I kind of like the direction and hope we see more yeah. guys like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the so far it's it's been a positive. I, I just don't know what the role is going to be mm-hmm. for these guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think tight ends coach was a thing floated, but we've talked about the idea of like a passing game coordinator kind of title for Tommy Reese. Honestly, that kind of stuff. I, not to go full Andrew Barry on and everyone, but like that's kind of stuff that you kind of tend to analyze when you see the whole picture together. And I want to try and refrain from overreacting until we do see it. But like, you know, Gerard Johnson uh, was called uh, you know, somebody who could become the the favorite for the offensive coordinator job. I think what's interesting is, and it is one way you could have gone, but I think it's interesting that it does seem like, you know, in that case you'd be going inexperienced offensive coordinator in Gerard Johnson. And from the NFL perspective, Tommy Reese has, has won um, one season as I think a GA at uh, – you I mean like general assistant at uh, for the Chargers back in 2013? How much does the experience matter?
1: Uh, it depends. I mean, I think young coaches can certainly do a good job. I mean, like Tommy Reese is a guy who played quarterback. Mm-hmm. like he wasn't an NFL type player, but I mean he was a, a great college quarterback and has now spent time with multiple really good college programs. And I think he understands offenses. And, and frankly, a lot of the NFL is is trans transitioning to a more of a college sort of style offense. And that's frankly what Deshaun probably would thrive in anyway. I also
0: like, I don't know how you feel about this. I like the idea of putting together an offensive staff. You know, like this is really Kevin's kind of chance to bring in guys he believes in that could be future head coaches, future coordinators for you, that kind of stuff. I kind of like the idea of bringing in guys from different staffs like Gerard Johnson. If that was the guy would be from Houston. I don't think they're going to hire Deuce Daly, but like Deuce has been in Philly. He's been in Detroit. He's been in Carolina. Uh, Tommy Reese coming from, you know, Bama and, and uh, Notre Notre Dame. Like there's a part of me that even if one guy isn't the spread expert, or even if one guy is more of a West coast guy, I do love the idea of bringing in multiple guys because I think, like, to me, the greatest coaching staff we never talked about ever was Mike Shanahan in, like, 2011, where his tight ends coach was Sean McVay. His OC was his son. Mike McDaniel was on that staff. There are a couple other guys. I think one of the LaFleurs was on that staff. And so you just had a bunch of football nerds getting together and and nerding out and just drawing up plays and scheming things up just because it was like a tick for them. I think everything I've ever heard about Tommy Reese is he's just a football junkie and loves drawing up concepts and stuff like that. You know, Gerard Johnson uh, worked on a staff uh, with a buddy of mine in Indianapolis. And I all I've ever heard is that very much football junkie, kind of loves the X's and O's, loves the ins and outs of it. Uh, Clint Kubiak, who is also potentially going to interview for this job. Is a football lifer, football junkie, real X's and O's guys. I think if you get three or four of those guys, I think I think that's a case where iron sharpens iron. iron sharpens iron. I really do like if that's going to be the trend. Even though I'd like more experience, and the Callahan stuff does have me scared bleepless. Like I think there's almost two ways to go. Like when I when I'm trying to judge what they're going to do at offensive coordinator, it is all right. Do you just have a great collection of minds? Is that what you're looking for when you kind of put together your coaching staff or you got to go out there and get all war daddies guys like who you just fired and stump Mitchell guys who have, you know, 50, 55, 60 years old guys who've been in the NFL for 30 years.
1: I I think you got to have a combination, but you also have to have trust for the, for the coach, you know, like you can just have, you can have young coaches on a staff, but if those guys don't have responsibilities that you, uh, you, you trust in them, then it's going to be a different deal. Like, you know, old heads are, are sometimes stuck in their ways and don't want to allow new ideas and collaboration, things like that. And if a team's like that, I mean, it's not going to be good for anybody. I mean, it's not, that's not how you win. Um, you'll you Backstabbing, you'll have guys that are just trying to look out for themselves. And when it, it's not about just the ultimate team goal of trying to come together and, and win and do whatever it takes and take any idea, no matter who it comes from. It could come from the damn janitor. It could be like, you know, you need to run a little more of the outside zone here, your coach. Okay, great. Let me take a look. Like any – I'm being
0: facetious, but I mean, like you get the point. Yeah. Um. So what are you going to be judging this offensive coordinator higher on? For me, I'm just more interested in kind of how everything fits together and, and the fact that there are coaches with spread experience in there. I think mm-hmm. that's incredible. But, like, those are the two things. Whether they're war daddies, whether they're, you know, 31-year-olds, it doesn't really matter to me because in the end – this is where I do think, like there is an element with Kevin Stefanski of trust. I do trust him because of what he's done with some of his young assistants to give those guys the opportunities to to be the best version of themselves. I think the Reese thing's interesting, though. Like I think, I think Tommy Reese, who's never played the position and now is walking into a, a room with David and Joe Koo, coming off a career season, he better be talking to every tight end he's ever worked with. And just be like, all right, what can you give me? What can you give me that I go into a room with, with David Njoku, with, with Jordan Akins, a guy who himself I think is a six-year pro now, what can you give me that they've never heard before? Because I think that is a huge thing about, and you can speak to this, Like, I think anybody who's ever played any level of sports knows when their positional coach doesn't know the position they're coaching. And I I had it in track. We had a runner coaching shot put, and I hated the guy. He used to make us do box jumps just simply because the runners were doing it. I still am furious about it. You can tell I'm not a jumper. I'm not a leaper. All right? Me, uh, I I throw heavy things. That's my skill in life. Um, But, no, I mean, for you, like, how big of a deal is it that Tommy Reese doesn't have any experience coaching the tight end position and he's walking into a room with David Njoku? Yeah, turn it back there. Well, I just said um, I'm thinking here. I know, but I wanted that. I wanted wanted people to to hear the the um. um. Yeah, people needed to hear the um. There you go. That was a strong um. He's really, he's really. I'm really, I'm really umming over here. You are really the the show is really umming. Show is umming. Ah, I don't think it matters. Really? Why not? Yeah,
1: I mean, because I I mean, listen, Tommy Reese is coming from a great program. I mean, here's the thing too. Like, he's young enough to relate to these guys. Like, Joku's like what, 28?
0: I don't even know anymore. Ish. He, he's he been perma 20s forever. I kind of hate him. Forever. 28, 29. Yeah, I don't know. That's what happens when you draft him when he's 20. 29, Mac. Mac's eating. I, what, Mac, you're just. What did you say? Mac 26? is just point holding up hands without realizing that there's. He's not 29. He's got to be like 27, right? There you, yeah, go. there you go. Mac was just holding up fingers. And what Mac didn't realize is there are, there are things obfuscating his view and my view. I'm not calling you out, Mac. It was very funny. Here we go. Now Mac is around the computer. No, 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 don't go back. All right, give it. All right, show me. There, two. Wait, you just, so 29. You just held two and then seven. I'm just being a to Mac, partially. So I I think we got off the uh, topic there just a little bit. Um, so, what are you judging this OC higher on, or not just the OC, but all these the, the kind of moves? Well, first off, are we sure that the
1: OC is going to call plays? I don't think we are. No.
0: Okay. I I think Zach sort of alluded to that,
1: and then Ken did this morning or yesterday he said the same thing.
0: Which what thing? Because
1: you that the, 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 he thinks Devansky is going to be willing to give up play calling.
0: Um. So I I think that's something I I think that's something that they're saying. I don't know that they're actually going to follow through. with I think I think yesterday, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I think, I think Kevin should. I think it should be a clean slate. And it's actually not to do anything with Kevin. It's just to do with you're overhauling the system. I thought Kevin's play calling with Deshaun was clunky. That's not really Kevin's fault. I think it's a fit issue. But, like, Kevin's three greatest strengths as an offensive mind are his ability to script plays, are his ability to schedule guys open on the field, And just overall, big picture, we're going to try a home run here. Two of those three things probably don't fit with Deshaun Watson. What do you think?
1: I mean, I have no idea. Deshaun's had such a minimal sample
0: size, it's hard to say. I think that is a fair rebuttal. I also don't think you can wait anymore on sample size. Like I think this kind of goes back to like the Bucks firing their head coach when they're when they're second in the East. It was what did I say, seventeen games above five hundred, I believe is what I said. I I think you know, I think Kevin and Deshaun have worked together enough in and out of practice, in and out of of games that even though there's only eleven games between the two of them together, mm-hmm. I I think Kevin probably knows whether he's going to be comfortable calling the game that best serves Deshaun. But I also think that the everybody that they've potentially talked about here, Clint Kubiak, Gerard Johnson, I would be shocked if any one of those guys called plays over Kevin Stefanski. I would be shocked at this point. I think the only reason – the only way Kevin doesn't call plays next year is if they bought in a, a play caller with significant experience. Two, three, four, ten seasons of play call. I, and I don't think that's the way they're going. I think they're going to go young guy. I think that's what Kevin wants.
1: Young guy who is, you know, innovative, mm-hmm. smart. But how much say are you going to give the guy?
0: Probably as much as Alex Van Pelt had. Brian Boulding. I have Odyssey. no idea how much that was. Um, could have been a lot. Could have been a little. You just never know. <laughs> yeah, Or it could have been right in between those two things.